Hey guys, good morning and aloha from beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii, Waikiki. Uh, it's another beautiful day here. The sun is shining, the moon is up high, the uh, pigeons, doves, palm trees are all here, and so am I, um, as usual. Uh, you know, it's going to be a great day, and I hope all of you are having a day filled with light and love and human kindness, and I hope that that continues throughout your whole day and your whole week and your whole year and your whole life. How's that? So, I'm here to talk about bald Jesusism again. Um, I'd like to go into a little bit of detail why there's this focus about decentralization, distribution, um, and blockchain in general in bald Jesusism. And the, the point is that this, this idea of decentralization and distributed networks and person-to-person finance and person-to-person transactions and trustless transactions, this all goes back to the basic tenets of religion. If you look at all the major religions that have ever existed in the world, the majority of them, the vast majority of them, have certain things that they say about money. You know, it goes from to Caesar, that which is Caesar's, to God, which comes from Christianity. You have the prohibition on interest and usury from Judaism, Islam, Christianity, and you have similar things in Buddhism and Hinduism as well. The Sikhs have an interesting take on, on all of that. And essentially what it comes down to is that money creates the opportunity for exploitation. And that exploitation usually happens with a middleman. The middleman is usually the one that exploits the person in between. Whether it's the, you know, the owner of the means of production who is taking what is produced and then paying little for it and then taking it to market where they sell it for a lot, whether it's exploitation of uh, customers, you know, through things like monopolies and raising prices and exploiting need, you know, as happened in the pandemic with toilet paper, gas and um, tissue and hand sanitizer, all that stuff. So what person-to-person finance does and what person-to-person transactions do and what distributed ledgers do is they create a trusted way of transacting with one another and when you have a you know programmable layer like ethereum which is what web3 is essentially being built on um and you also have this with with aspects of bitcoin now because of the most recent upgrade and you have it in a lot of other coins and token projects so essentially what this does is it eliminates the need or the possibility of a middleman so let's say you and your friend form a company and in the traditional way you form a company and you have an agreement that at the end when you sell the company you put in 60 percent of the startup capital they put in 40 so at the end you'll get 60 percent they'll get 40. well in traditional finance there's no particular way to guarantee that the law guarantees it right so you have to have lawyers you have to have um, a legal department you have to have bankers to hold the money for you. You have to have bankers distribute the money. You have all these middlemen and they're all taking your cuts. So actually what ends up happening is of your 60%, if it all goes to plan, you get maybe 30 to 40% and your friend with the 40% partner, they get 20 to 30%. And then 20% of it is basically lost to the wind to these people who have performed function for you, but act as middlemen. Now, if they're, they're not honest, if they're bad actors, 
then, you know, you're going to have a situation that ends up like, you know, like a lot of court settlements. Um, here's here's an example from my life. My grandfather was basically killed with the knife of a reckless surgeon. And after 10 years of legal battles, my grandmother got a, a settlement that, you know, was supposed to ease her suffering and make up for the loss that she had to go through and the everything else. It was, I think, about $10 million settlement. She ended up getting a, like a couple hundred thousand dollars that was just enough to pay the bills that she incurred along the way, um, not having her husband along to pay income and things like that. The lawyers, on the other hand, ended up with, you know, like $909 million dollars close to 10 close to the whole thing essentially they got almost everything now yeah they worked they did their job um but along the way all kinds of people that got paid more than she did and this process plays out in every aspect of our lives so what you have when you when you have smart contracts which you can write onto the blockchain and create mint on a contract that is immutable, unchangeable, right? So that's what immutable means. When, when we talk about blockchain, it's unchangeable. Um, so you can create this contract. You get 60%, I get 40% at the distribution phase when we sell whatever this venture is that we're doing. And we write it into the contract. We sell, the contract collects the money and the contract distributes the money and the contract keeps gas fees you know, in this current system, this is like the big stumbling point, I think, um, it's the gas fees. But essentially, you've cut out all the middlemen and there's no need for trust. So you have a trustless contract that doesn't have to have a banker who like says, okay, here's your part, here's your part. You don't have to have a lawyer because it's already written into the contract. And you, maybe you paid the developer, the Solidity developer, to create the contract in the first place. But that's a relatively minor uh investment of money for actual service and yeah it just basically creates a much more seamless world where the opportunity for exploitation doesn't exist as heavily as it did and that's the thing our human nature is such that if an opportunity exists to take advantage of someone, to exploit someone, to, um, you know, kind of rip someone off, uh, lots and lots of people are tempted by that. And lots and lots of those people will actually succumb to that temptation or not be able to resist that temptation. Now, it happens in blockchain too, right? There's bad actors, there's ripoff artists, there's scams. But if blockchain is done correctly, if people are knowledgeable about decentralization, about blockchain, about distributed networks, about trustless transactions, about code and um, and how it works, and also about things like wallets and keys, if they have this knowledge, then the likelihood of being ripped off goes down, 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 right? I hope that makes sense to you. So. What we're creating is a system where exploitation is no longer a part of capital management. And that, my friends, is something that all of the world's religions have tried again and again and again to enforce with morality, with um, you know, religious prohibitions, with all of this. But the fact of the matter is people succumb to temptation. So when we can build it into the code, 
when we can write it into the actual transaction itself, suddenly the temptation is no longer there. And, you know, my dad gave me a few great nuggets of wisdom. And one of them was, it takes two people to make a thief. The first is to create the opportunity, and the second is the one to take it. So what blockchain and distributed networks give us is they they give us the ability to get rid of the opportunity so that that second person doesn't even get the chance to take it. And at that point, you might have a bad actor, but that bad actor has nowhere to actually do their bad acting. So that is the reason why in bald Jesusism, blockchain, distributed networks, decentralized finance, and non-fungible tokens, all of this, the tokenomics of it, it all plays a part into this religious faith because it eliminates the need to have a regulated or a controlled morality when it comes to finance, when it comes to money, when it comes to ripping off your fellow man. I hope that all makes sense. I hope it makes you want to learn more about distributed networks. I hope it makes you want to learn more about blockchain and about Bitcoin and about tokenomics of this entire ecosystem and trustless third party or two party transactions are the way of the future. And it goes much more than that. You can actually set up entire organizations called decentralized autonomous organizations that have many, many different things written into them. So you can set up a decentralized autonomous organization, a DAO or a different forms of that. And you can do it all in a way that doesn't require anyone to be trusted. It's just there. And if we can do that, my friends, we can have a better world. It's a good start, so let's get to it. I hope you have aloha in your hearts, in your heads, and in your life. And I hope you have a day filled with light, love, and lots and lots and lots of human kindness. Remember, that starts with you. Aloha. Aloha, my friends. If you'd like to know more about Bald Jesus, Bald Jesusism, or everything that we're doing uh, with the Bald Jesus Collective and the Bald Jesus Drinking Club, here's a few resources where you can find more information or just get really involved. First, baldjesus.com. Second, revolutionrt.com. Just like revolutionary, but with art.com, revolutionrt.com. Third, my website, vagabond.com. And finally, if you do want to, you know, actually get involved and dive in the deep end, you can buy a BJDC, that's baldjesusdrinkingclub.com token. And that will give you a piece of paradise because what we're going to do with the proceeds of that project when it sells out, there's 777 pieces. And when it sells out, we're going to buy a piece of land on the big island of Hawaii, a place in paradise for everyone who loves bald Jesus to gather, meet, drink whatever they want coffee tea water juice beer mai tais you might even smoke a little weed we don't judge hope you have a great day filled with light love and human kindness aloha